welcome to the Elijah Fire podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 179. Happy Valentine's Day. That's February 14th, 2023. Very exciting. I'm obviously in my old setup. Um, and uh, this light right here is really hot and I just couldn't get it fine-tuned. So we're gonna have to just deal with my face looking like the moon. Uh, so I hope you guys are okay with that. But my my wife, who's gonna be joining me in a second, has beautiful caramel colored skin and she looks fantastic. And that, I was I cared more about making her look great than me looking great, you know? So um, I do that every other day of the week, you know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. Uh, see, I'm acting like this because my wife is here and this is how I act when we're, when the cameras are off. So, um, if you're listening on Spotify and you're not following us yet, go ahead and follow us. That'll really help us out. Thank you in advance. Also, I wanted to remind you guys that we are doing a new teaching series. Uh, it started last Friday and it was absolutely lit. So, uh, I can't wait for part two of four. Um, and it's called Bible 101. It's an all encompassing, um, teaching series on the Bible. Uh, you know, how can we trust the ma manuscripts that have been found? You know, there's a lot of debate about, uh, you know, oh, we can't trust them, you know, but a lot of our his history from way back when we only have a couple of manuscripts, but with the Bible, we have thousands, which is amazing because God is amazing and you want to make sure that his word endured. So, uh, very cool. You want to check that one out. Super dense. So you can like play it in bursts, uh, but we're going to pick up. Uh, with another great series and we're going to have it was costin last week it's going to be mandy this week and then costin again and then mandy and costin for the final episode so it's gonna be great uh so check that out um also anytime you donate to elijahfire.com donate uh, that keeps this whole thing afloat so that we can do fun episodes like the valentine's day special uh, but also we take a portion of every donation and we funnel it into our water wells efforts over in Uganda. We partner with Show Mercy International and doing amazing things because of your guys' donations. So I'm going to play a quick promo. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water wells that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. Hey, I'm here with Pegson's family. Pegson is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. So thank you guys so much for your generosity. 
we couldn't be do doing what we're doing without your guys' donations. So thank you guys so much. Um, okay, today is the day. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this. I'm very excited. Uh, she's my favorite person on the planet, hands down, like by, by leaps and bounds. She is the most wise. She is the most kind. She is the most gifted, talented, artistic, the most beautiful. Uh, she's a super gifted artist. I mean, I also put some links in the description to two books she has illustrated, two children's books she's illustrated. I talked about them last time, but if you're watching on Facebook, they're up here in the description and then everywhere else down here. So you can buy those if you don't have them. Dudley's Big Day and Bittishan the Lonely Sloth. Super cute, artistic, amazing drawings, right? Uh, so, um, she is also the assistant editor for the Elijah list and she does amazing, amazing work. Um, a lot of the bulk of the editing is done by her for all those words. If any of you guys subscribe to the Elijah list and you get those emails, uh, a lot of that editing is done by her. So super gifted, super talented. Let's give it up for my wife, Lauren Tharp. Look who it is. Hey. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So I was very excited to have you on the show because yes. you and I have been married for almost 12 years mm -hmm. and yes. we actually, um, you know, we've learned a lot in our relationship. Uh, we, yes. you know, both dating, we dated for two years, we were engaged for 10 months and uh -huh. then we've been married for almost 12 years. And, um, I, we're realizing as we get older that we're really passionate about instilling healthy values mm -hmm. for people in relationships. And we've done it on small scale, talking to people. Um, but this was a great opportunity to really yeah. just kind of go, you know what? Like, let's just go for it. Like, let's yeah. just, we've been talking, we, we always, we talk a lot about, you know, yeah. And we just, I think it's just something we're really passionate about. It's not just marriages and it's friendships, it's family. Um, those are some things that are really near and dear to our heart yeah. and just unity, you know, and Satan in this day and age is really coming after families, really coming after marriages, yeah. um, you know, even amongst siblings. And I just, so I think that God is raising up you know, not just people like us, but it's so many people in the body of Christ. Cause that's what we're called to. We're one family, you know, we're one body of Christ. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is obviously going to be about romantic relationships. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether you are looking at pursuing somebody, mm -hmm. you are actively pursuing somebody, you guys are, you know, long time dating, engaged, married, mm -hmm. but also, um, one of the most profound things God spoke to me about the success of our marriage was before mm -hmm. we were even engaged, we were dating, we'd been dating for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And I think I've shared this on the show before, but it's worth repeating that, you know, I was feeling a lot of anxiety about, uh, you know, just seeing people that I know that have gotten divorced and, um, mm. you know, and just the pain that that causes. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to be one of those statistics. And you see, I mean, all mm -hmm. of us have seen the statistics like, you know, the divorce rates for Christians are high or they're, you know, yeah. this or that, um, which actually found that is not entirely, not, not entirely true. It's not as high as they Yeah. Say. They kind of lump everyone together and then lump Christians in there too. Um, mm -hmm. but it's lower for Christians, but still, mm -hmm. uh, you do see it happen. And mm -hmm. God, I felt this peace come over me and he started showing me all of my, uh, friendships that I've had for a long time. And he said, 
have you gotten an argument with so-and-so? And I was like, yes, have you gotten an argument with so-and-so? And he was kind of mm-hmm. going down the list. And then he said, are you still friends? And I was like, well, absolutely. And he goes, well, why? And I said, well, because both of us are committed to the friendship. We recognize the value that both of us brings to the friendship. Yes. Um, uh, and there's a mutual, um, it, a mutual all inness. you know, we're both in it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, if you apply that same principle to your marriage, it will ex- succeed. And I shared it with Lauren. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's a revelation. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't mean that we haven't argued it doesn't mean that we don't uh, go through phases. We just did a little of that where, this weekend. Yeah, it doesn't, it, you know, you go through phases where it's just like, man, no matter what, like we'll get in arguments and we're yeah. saying the same thing and we're getting frustrated because both of us is say, like, we're agreeing with each other, but we're mm-hmm. saying it in different ways. And it's, we're just mm-hmm. not understanding one another. So yep. we go through those just like every other couple does. Yeah. But really kind of, we took some time this weekend to kind of break down, um, why the kind of the why of a lot of like okay god like obviously our marriage has been very healthy and very successful mm-hmm. um and we love each other I, I mean i love you more than than i did when we first got married you oh know? yeah absolutely and i, and I think it, oh, sorry go ahead i was gonna say i just think a lot of times we we have an idea of what that love should look like and we, we all do we all have that idea of what it should look like and i think just as we go on the journey committed to someone in before God, you start to understand the depth of what that love is when you're walking with him as your example of that love, you know, because in the Bible, it describes what love is and how it behaves. You know, it's patient, it's kind, uh, it endures, you know, it's long suffering. And um, I can tell you patience has been one. Yeah. That I (laughs) self-control. Yeah. Fruit of the spirit. Absolutely. Have definitely God's taken me on a journey with that and still is. Yeah. Um, but just timing, you know, and yeah, yeah. It, it's it's through the failures, you know, that we get better at being in relationship with people. Yeah. And I just think that there's a lot of um, I think as Christians, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why even on Elijah Fire, I try to be as mm-hmm. transparent as possible mm-hmm. uh, and share my successes, yes, but failures, because a lot of my failures are where I learn my most valuable lessons. Yeah. And I think that there's there is something to that. I think that there's this fear within Christians where we're like, if we don't show our weaknesses, if mm-hmm. we don't show the areas where we failed, or if we show those, then people will think we don't have it together mm-hmm. and that we don't, uh, you know, and, and that, you know, we, we're not putting the Bible into practice. And I think there could be a lot of fear with that, but we mm-hmm. don't have it together. And, and the recognition that that's why we needed Jesus. And, and so I think, and we need to lean on him daily, mm-hmm. moment by moment is because you don't have it together and you're faced with situations all the time where you're like, I don't know what to do. Um, but you know, uh, that's why the Holy spirit comes into play and definitely comes into play in marriage. So, um, yeah. but I do want to point out that yes, this is like romantic advice, but mm-hmm. I did give that little anecdote of that story of, Hey, God saying, apply what you've been doing in your friendships into your marriage, because guys, mm-hmm. a marriage is a friendship as mm-hmm. well as, uh, many other things. And so, um, it, it's, uh, don't separate the two. Um, right. I think it's so important to be friends with your friends with your spouse. Like mm-hmm. you're going to spend the rest of your lives together. Like, um, you know, it's, you're not just co-laborers in raising kids. You're not yeah. just co-laborers and like, it's not just a label of, Oh, now I'm a husband. And it's, it's weird to see there's this disconnect in our society where it's like mm-hmm. someone will 
I've seen people who are engaged dating and then engaged for a long time. They get married and then they last yeah. a year. And I'm like, and a lot of his mentality, I'm like, uh, nothing has changed except for you. Like us before we got married, us after nothing mm -hmm. changed except for the fact that we had made a covenant before God. Mm -hmm. Um, and we took that very seriously. Um, yeah. But nothing felt different. I mean, it, there was relief going like, oh, man, like, because there's just a long process mm -hmm. for us. And, you know, we were living, uh, doing long distance for a year. I was yeah. here in Oregon. You were in uh, Southern California. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we were down there for a while. And then when we got engaged, we moved back up here. You lived with your parents up in Washington. And I was down here. While we were getting ready so there was for a lot of, wedding. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of separation, you know. But um, so there was relief with that. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's no, I think there's a misconception with, within marriage even where you're like we idealize it and i'm like and you're like oh when when my husband or my wife gets married to me suddenly they will become husband jeff or <laughs> wife lauren and this switch will get flipped and suddenly they'll treat me different and they'll yeah. do more for me i'm like if you oh man see i'm starting <laughs> we're going we're going if you don't start those <laughs> things before you get married they won't suddenly yeah. magically appear once you get married. And yeah. so I think that's something that um, I've seen is a big error where it's like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, they're my husband now. Mm -hmm. Suddenly they should be, they should just act this way. I'm like, mm -hmm. if you didn't set up the foundation before you got married, like it's not just going to suddenly appear. And now that's not yeah. to say that people can't improve, right? right? You're constantly learning in marriage. You're constantly right. learning in a relationship. Yeah, it's it's forming healthy habits, you know, uh, discipline. I think that's a big thing. God taught me is teaching me still um, is discipline in your relationships. And I, I think Jeff has been a good example to me of what that looks like. And I, I think in little ways, right? Like one thing I wasn't as good about was remembering. Um, I could remember occasions, you know, like anniversaries and stuff. That was always I was great at that. But like making a list of the things that Jeff loves, um, which he loves so many that I don't feel like I need to make a list. He just has a lot of hobbies and interests. Well, I just talk. So, you know, <laughs> he tells everyone what he likes and what he wants. Yeah. Um, but he was really intentional with me and he would create these little lists on like sticky notes. He still does for a lot of things, but he would write, you know, I would say something just remarking how I like, you know, a piece of jewelry or, I like, you know, um, you know, these boots or something. And he would write it down and he'd be secretive about it. He wouldn't let me know. Um, and then he would surprise me with it, like on my birthday or just a special occasion or just because. Um, and realizing that he had formed that habit. And for me, it wasn't natural, but I really admired that about him. And I admired what it could bring to our relationship, that intimacy that can come just through giving a gift you know, yeah. I'd say that's not gift giving is I love that's a part of how I love to love someone. But, you know, quality time is more my love language. But I still receive that that um, intention that he puts into um, even writing down the things that I love and and seeing that, you know, it wasn't natural for me, but I've taken up that hobby and it's it's now it's a little it's pretty effortless to do that. It's fun. Yeah. And it it's really fun. is fun. And it's fun yeah. um, because then you have something that, you know, they forgot about or probably haven't thought about in a while and you wrote it down and you remember and then they get surprised and it's just things like that. Um, so there's a, the little discipline you know, they're, they're not necessary, but they're, um, they add so much to 
intimacy between yeah, people. Absolutely. And it makes it exciting. And I think mm -hmm. that like, there's this, um, well, okay, I'll say this, the thing that I've been trying to say is since we started and I keep going down, <laughs> like I keep getting fired up. Yeah. We're going to be talking about relationships, but this applies to friendships as well. So if you yeah. are single and you're not ready to mingle, you know, <laughs> and you're just like, no, I'm just ready to just like be a good friend and just be friends with Jesus mm -hmm. and other people and be Jesus to people. Mm -hmm. These things still apply because mm -hmm. we do talk a lot about friendship and, mm -hmm. and how that is, should be so integrated into, um, uh, into your marriage and mm -hmm. into your relationship. And, um, you know, yeah. it's something that I, God has really helped me with is, is I can talk to just about anybody about mm -hmm. anything, even if I don't like the subject, <laughs> you know, um, or it's something that I'm like, I have no idea what this is, you know, like I just, you know, and, and so really kind of leaning into that, you know, uh, you know, during this conversation, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, um, the thing I wanted to go back to now that I said that I completely forgot what we were just talking about. <laughs> about being intentional, uh, discipline. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, thank you. So yeah, I think when it comes to, um, when it comes to like the whole list thing, for example, mm -hmm. you know, may, just paying attention, mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of guys, they have a hard time coming up with stuff to buy their wife for Christmas. <laughs> I don't. Um, and it's, and it's not because I'm anything special. It's just that I'm disciplined throughout the year where I will be out and about. And, you know, she's like, oh, like this one time she found this like traveler bag. I can't remember what it's called. Like a satchel. It, no, it's not called like a satchel. It was like an actual like duffel bag thing, but it was like a kind of. Yeah, like, it's, a duff, it's a fancy ladies yeah, duffel bag. Yeah. But we were just at like. I don't know, like bar it was at Barnes and Noble or something like mm -hmm. random like that. Um, and she was like, Oh, so cute. And so then I was like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I love bookstores and I mm -hmm. look, I use that to my advantage. I was like, Hey, I want to go look at the graphic novels or I want to go look at this thing or that thing really quick. And she's like, okay. And so she was like heading towards something else. And I ran over and I just snapped a picture of it. I got the barcode. I scanned the barcode like on my Amazon app or whatever. Um, and then I saved, I held on to it for months mm -hmm. and I just like, I think I ordered it cause I was like, and I just hit it, you know, for until mm -hmm. her birthday came around and, um, and it's just things like that where it's like, just be intentional. And a lot of that yeah. comes from like, get off your phone, yeah. be present. And I, you know, I have nothing against phones, uh, but the less, the better, honestly, in terms of a relationship, um, yeah. you know, I think like the being intentional is like going on dates every week when you don't feel like it, you know, when you're, you're both tired and you know, that can look like different things. Like a date can look different for you, but yeah. just being intentional and taking time aside to be together, even if you have to be at home at times, say you have kids at home um, and you just take that evening to be together um, and you don't have a sitter, just be intentional and like do something different, play a game together or, uh, watch a movie together or I don't know, whatever you love to do. Yeah. Well, um, that's, yeah. But be intentional. And I think the setting your phone aside is a big thing because we definitely have gone through phases yeah. where we had to start saying, okay, we're going to set our, so our phone aside when we watch, you know, a movie that maybe we've both seen. So we know how it ends, but we still enjoy it and we want to enjoy doing that thing together. Yeah. Um, cause that's something that we both love doing. Well, and yeah. And, you know, so we're not perfect at it either, you know, yeah. but we try to just be very mindful and always keep our relationship and building a healthy relationship and having one that glorifies the Lord. 
in the, I mean, it takes center stage and yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes life happens and you're busy, you're both tired. And then before you know it, you're like, you find that you're both on your phones mm -hmm. and you're like, why am I even, I'm not even doing anything, uh, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and so being more intentional, because obviously that tells me that I have more free time. It's like, okay, I can do other things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but even with guys, like, look, like I always say, guys, you need to quest. Guys need a quest. That's why guys, you, you know, when you look at like fail compilations online of people doing dumb things, <laughs> nine out of 10 of them are yeah. dudes. Um, and, um, cause it's just that thrill, that, that thirst mm -hmm. for adventure and the excitement of adventure, mm -hmm. but women are that way too. Like pursuing mm -hmm. a woman, like that was, that's an epic quest. Mm -hmm. It doesn't end when you get married. It's not a checklist. It is, they're, a, they are actual human being <laughs> that actually like you need to reciprocate in the relationship. So mm -hmm. there I've seen some people where they were amazing, amazing boyfriends, amazing fiancés. They get married and almost it's like, check. All right. So the next thing I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Hold on. The, it's just begun, my friend. Uh, the quest has just begun. Yeah. And, you know, and so it really like paying attention to lists. I have like, I have lists on my phone for things that she's talked about, things that I'm like, yeah. oh, she would think this is really cool. You know, and as mm -hmm. you do that more, you start to go like, for instance, jewelry, for example, mm -hmm. knowing what she likes and then, you know, and then starting to look at other things and going, okay, based off of these other things, I think she would actually really like this. And it's just, you're learning those things. I, the, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I could just assume. And I think guys, we get a little overwhelmed about like jewelry and going like, well, I hope it's something she likes. Uh, the one thing I don't do, unless you absolutely know, I don't buy clothes. Yeah, no. uh, because don't insert your wife by buying something that's too big, you know? Um, <laughs> and so I just, as a rule of thumb, I don't do that. That's a rule I have, but everything or just else. something she doesn't like. Yeah. I think she would love it or it would look great on her. And don't beat yourself up. <laughs> look, if, if, if you're, if your man bought you something and you don't like it, don't make him feel bad. Come on. Yeah. Like, don't make him feel bad. Yeah. Like, like he tried. If you make him feel bad, I'm gonna let you know a little secret, ladies. <laughs> if you make him feel bad, he's not gonna want to keep doing it. Yeah. He's gonna go, oh, I failed last time and that backfired. Uh, so I'm not going to. There's a gentle way of saying, yeah. hey, this actually isn't my favorite. Let me show you some other things. I am so touched. I'm that so touched. That. See, that's the thing with like men, we don't need much. Like, you're like, <laughs> I uh I unloaded the dishwasher for you. I took out the trash. <laughs> you know, oh, thank you so much. You're like, uh-huh. You know, and like you go, yeah, what else can true. I do to like <laughs> it's true? You know, and and so um honestly, it's just like if a guy mess up, like that, we want to get you something that you like, you know. Yeah. So just be gentle about it. If it is something you're like, this is so freaking ugly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and just like just let him know, you know, yeah. and, and and just like. Uh, well, they should know. They should know. Well, like, no, like, yeah, you know, so over time it's practice, right? Like yeah. it's practice understanding each other and what you like, what you don't like. I think over time and maybe you'll never get it quite perfect, but I think if you have a lifetime together, that's a long time to, to learn one another, one another and what, what you like. Yeah. It's not going to happen so, overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump into, we have like a bunch of talking a points ton. Um, and we've kind of hit on some of them, but um, I saw a great 
great quote from um, I was watching a reel that Jake Hamilton mm -hmm. uh, from Bethel was doing with his wife. And they were mm -hmm. talking about relationships, actually. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I think it was like just the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, we're planning on doing this. And so I wrote it down and there's this whole like thing of like, okay, a marriage is 50 50. And that's actually not true. And I know some of you in the comments are be like, yep, no, you're absolutely right. It's mm -hmm. not true. It's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You're both all in. Right. It's, it's like being on the same team. I'm not a sports person, but like being on the same team mm -hmm. and being fully committed, you, everybody's fully committed to the success of the team. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, well, I'm going to no, I only, I I'm on the right side of the field. So I only kick the ball with my right leg you know, and I only mm -hmm. kick it in this specific spot, but everything right. else is all on you guys. No, it's a hundred percent, especially if you watch soccer, it's just constant mm -hmm. movement across the field, constant teamwork and communication, mm -hmm. communication, um, that's guys, communication, um, and girls too. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent on both sides. So, uh, Jake Hamilton yeah. said some, something really great. He said, if the other person doesn't show up, Mm -hmm. you still give a hundred percent. And, um, I think, yeah. you know, that kind of opens up a whole wider conversation about being equally yoked, yeah. being committed, both knowing what the goal is, mm -hmm. what is the goal? Um, and look, if you didn't, if you and your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or fiance mm -hmm. didn't do this at, at the beginning, it's never too late. You could be married for like 10 plus years mm -hmm. and, and go, you know what? Enough is enough. Let's just, you know, like we, we, we did make a covenant mm -hmm. before the Lord, but we didn't set up good bound, you know, structures. Like mm -hmm. we're constantly reevaluating. We're constantly going like, Hey, we should do more of this. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's stop doing this thing. Uh, let's do this instead. You know, like we're constantly, uh, like the things we set up, some of the things we just, yeah. you know, well, it's different in different seasons right like you might have to change some of the things you do and some of your habits and your your ins and outs of the day because at, at, you're in a different season you have a different job yeah. or you know one person's working in the evenings another person's working in the mornings like there's things that you have to work out so i think that helps when you're reevaluating when life changes you have to you don't just keep doing the same thing that you've been doing you usually have to adjust and i think that that that's really helped uh, yeah, you know, and I think to hit on praying together, yeah. uh, you know, I used to think before we were married that we were going to like pray together every day, you know, and like it was just going to happen. Yeah, it was going to like this magical thing. We'd like routine and some people do that. And I think we may go through a season where we do that. But like I had these expectations and realizing that like the heart of praying together, I think is really important is to pray into your seasons. And to pray mm. into um, where the next step is, because God, sometimes it will feel like one of you is ahead and the other one is behind. And sometimes you'll feel like you're together step in step. Yep. Um, but God has you tethered together. And I think that's the important thing to remember, to not let fear get in the way, that you are moving in the same direction. Yeah. And that when you pray together about that season that you're entering into, the new thing that you're experiencing... I think that's when God gives clarity. He gives you often can give you a word to kind of for that season to kind of refocus you and to remind you, okay, yeah. we're in this together mm -hmm. we're, we have the same purpose. We have the same goal. Um, 
and it, and it always works hand in hand in some way. Um, so I think that's always really encouraging for me when yeah. I know I'm, you know, we're one flesh and I know that we're not separate in something. Well, and I think, uh, you know, you hit on a great point is sometimes what you have, yeah. what, what your hundred percent is mm-hmm. would be 80% on another day where it's like yeah. what you, you give, what you, you know, you're giving everything you can, but like sometimes there's times where I felt like you needed to pick up the slack if I'm mm-hmm. going through a rough patch mm-hmm. and vice versa, mm-hmm. but you're in it together and not right. to resent one another. And actually there was a verse, verse of the day on the version Bible app. I get mm-hmm. it pop up every morning. I mm-hmm. love it. And today, you know, cause it's Valentine's day. I thought this is a great verse Romans 12, 10, which says mm-hmm. be devoted to one another in love. Honor, my phone just like, no, (laughs) be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, Mm. Romans 12, 10. And man, oh man, it's not, I'm going to love them and then they're going to see what I'm doing and they're going to be so convicted (laughs) and they're going to want to change their ways. Nope. Nope. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says I mean, it's very clear. We're supposed to love one another, honor one another above mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, ultimately, yeah, in a perfect scenario, you've got me preferring you, mm-hmm. you preferring me. So our mm-hmm. needs are being met. Mm-hmm. It's not always like that. No. It, it That's the goal. And that's Definitely our baseline. Not. We know what we know what picture scripture mm-hmm. presents, mm-hmm. the life Jesus lived and how we're supposed to model that in one another. Mm-hmm. absolutely but right. w- life happens mm-hmm. you go through rough patches and sometimes like man i mean like when i went through that bout with anxiety in 2019 mm-hmm. you really had to pick up the slack because yeah. i couldn't do anything yeah. and i was just like but you nurtured you fostered an environment where you were like your solution mm-hmm. is getting facetime with the boss getting mm-hmm. facetime with jesus you yeah. know and and that and and you really allowed me that space. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit elijahfire.com/give. When I was like, what is wrong with me because you couldn't I couldn't just will myself to be better, you know, but yeah. you did a great job of really coming alongside me and being comforting. And I'm the guy that like I like to drive everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the one that drives everywhere and like you started doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Cuz um, he he likes to drive but yeah. not Cause he like, it's one of the things that he really enjoys, but I remember he just couldn't do the normal things that he even liked to do. Um, just even things that seemed relaxing. It was really hard for him. And I realized pretty quickly on that I wouldn't be able to do it on my own, but I also knew that I couldn't change or, you know, push him through this season that he was going through. I knew it was, but I knew like, that's the thing is when you have the hope of Christ in your life, you know, that there's an end to that season. And you know that God is doing a healing work in your spouse uh, or in you um, in that time because you're standing, even if you feel all the emotions still, you're still choosing to trust him because you really don't have, you know, anything else you can do but trust him in those situations. So, um, yeah. 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 You'll have seasons like that. Um, And I know many of you know exactly what we're talking about and have had longer seasons than that. Yeah. Um, But that God is always doing that. That is his intention is to restore and to heal. And, and in the process, I think we just grew closer to,
to one another because that level of trust grows and that um, trusting God actually to get you through something you didn't know you would be experiencing before. Yeah. Um, but I think it, you know, having friendships around you and other relationships to help pray, to pray and lift you up, you know, like with your parents or friends or siblings, I think that's also very important is to have community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Other relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, let me just see here. So, so I mean, really just talking about like why it's important mm -hmm. to be equally yoked and mm -hmm. that is going to open up another, a greater conversation of like variables to that. Like mm -hmm. what if, you know, what if we don't, ha you know, cause we, we talk a lot about what I think it's yeah. really important to have similar interests. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with us, when I met you, I didn't know that we had a lot of the same interests. Our, our mm -hmm. mutual interest was Jesus. And, uh, my priority was, I just wanted to feel understood. And mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people want is to be yeah. seen and want to be understood. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of marriages where that is not, that's non-existent mm -hmm. and it makes me really sad. And, and I think just in the topic of interests, okay, let's mm -hmm. go in that. Um, you're going to have something in common mm -hmm. and that could be your love of uno that could be <laughs> italian food that could be you both love to work out you both love Take to hike walk. you yep. both love to go on walks you mm -hmm. both love the beach whatever your interests are lean hard into those mm -hmm. and, and then do new things together because mm -hmm. when you start doing those it's going to give you it's going to open up new avenues to do other things and mm -hmm. and for some people it's just like some of you, and it, I get it, like you've, you kind of run into this stagnant place and I've, you know, I've just observed, mm -hmm. I'm an observer, I, you know, and so I've observed a lot of marriages over the years and a buddy of mine who ended up getting divorced from his wife, um, you know, he was like, we just got busy and we would both had split schedules and we just became strangers in the same house. You know, we just stopped talking and we mm -hmm. just grew apart. And that made me so sad because that's a fixable problem. It is 100% fixable. And one of the easiest ways is to start pursuing your wife. And like we used to work split schedules. Mm -hmm. Praise God, we don't now. Uh, yeah. But it could happen in the future. Who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, but um, one of the things I would always do is I text you during the day, mm -hmm. but I also would leave notes, sticky notes for you on the, cause I would get up yeah. super early. He still does that sometimes. And I would put yeah. sticky notes and just leave her notes. Mm -hmm. And I found some recently, like she had like a stack of them, um, mm -hmm. you know, and from all those years ago, and it's super easy just telling them you love them and you think they're beautiful mm -hmm. or whatever. And then bringing them flowers is one of the easiest things you guys. Um, I don't do it as much anymore because um, I used to work at Trader Joe's and they had a great flower, flower section. And, yeah. But people always thought I was in trouble. Like, oh, what'd you do? <laughs> I'm like, I'm loving my wife, you yeah. know? Um, and so people start to realize that after time, they're like, oh, wow, like Jeff just buys flowers for his wife. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, you can get her your favorite, her favorite snack or candy. And I love that too. You can Uber Eats or something. If she's yeah. at home. You can Uber Eats or something and I'll send it there and you go, hey, you got something that's coming soon. Don't yeah. eat lunch. You, you can know? get me a bouquet of food and I'd love that too. Yeah. I love food. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things you can do. Um, but then also just 
you know, if there's ever been times where we do feel that separation, just grabbing her and just looking at her in the eyes and just saying like, I love you. And, and, and tell me about your day. And like, those are really easy things. They do take effort. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it does feel like, um, oh man, I just don't, I'm tired. I like, it's going to take effort. She might be grumpy or he might be grumpy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, man, like that engagement is so important. I think it um, goes into like all the areas yeah. is, is learning to engage even when it's not natural for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause we had to learn that. Like, I think, it, I think long distance relationships, um, really like us starting out that way, we dated for a year long distance and called you every day. Yeah. Jeff called me every day. Um, even when I didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, and there was a time when we were, you know, separate, he was overseas, he was in China in and Thailand, in Thailand yeah. and I was in Los Angeles. And so, cause we were both in missions. And so it was, there were times where we couldn't talk. Um, we could send emails, things like that. But I think we learned to be intentional even through long distance. I think that yeah. really helped, um, you know, talking on the phone. Cause there was a lot of fears that I went through when I was single and dating him. I, well, when we were just dating, we weren't married, but it went into marriage. Um, yeah. And I really felt uh, afraid to enter into a relationship where I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know how it was going to end. And I was afraid that, you know, uh, it wouldn't work out or, you know, it was just a commitment thing that God had to work through. Yeah. And I think the important thing with that, getting past the fear was centering myself on Jesus and remembering that he's the third person in this relationship. And we talk about that all the time, but it'd be in those moments of fear where I'd feel like panicky almost. And um, that's when I would be like, okay, I need to lean into God in this because I can't, you know, this is a person that has free will to make their own choices who I'm, I'm with now. Um, but in the midst of that, I feel like God is, is the balance. Like God yeah. is the one that um, made it su successful. So if anyone's dating long distance, it's like, it's very doable. Oh, absolutely. But that goes into being equally yoked and being intentional. Yeah. And, but it's just like, I think it's important to talk about the areas where we failed or the areas where we may have had fear that we had to work through. Cause it's like, you, you don't end up with all this advice, um, without going through making lots of mistakes mm -hmm. and having to face your fears. Um, and it's just God, you know, God never, never told me Jeff is the one. He never said he's the one, but he did tell me how much he was, how proud he was of Jeff as a person, as a man. And that um, he was, he was a man that honored him. And so as soon as I knew that about Jeff, which was pretty early on, I was like, this is a person that's worthy of, 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 you know, being in a relationship with and, somebody I can give my heart to and somebody that we can grow together in God. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of being equally yoked is just God is the center, you know, yeah. like you can have very different interests. You can, you know, we have, I think a lot of our friends have very different interests as couples. They're very opposite from each other. And yeah. um, it's like, but God being the center, they've learned to do all those things together. Yep. And um, yeah, I think that was the big success for us was, pursuing God, but pursuing each other at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about, 
a big one, which is mm-hmm. preconceived ideas mm-hmm. going into a relationship mm-hmm. because th- it's kind of inevitable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen marriages fail because they never learn, they get locked in. It's like trench warfare in World War One, where you just dig your trenches mm-hmm. and there's a no man's land in between mm-hmm. and both of you refuse to budge, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, nope. Like there are going to be times where you do meet in the middle. There are going to be times where you got to die to yourself, uh, you know, and there are some times where you mm-hmm. win, you know, and I don't, I hate using that word, but it just, you know, you know what I'm talking about if I say that, you know, um, and um, it, there's no, it's not a one size, it, like, it's not a like, okay, uh, in this situation, I do this and I, there's no formula other than love, other than prefer your wife prefer your husband over mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm talking about guys, I'm not talking about just want to like, cause someone always inevitably always addresses this. I'm not talking about abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about is two people who are just, you know, like that's not, that's not part of the equation. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious if you are in an abusive relationship, what you should be doing, which is addressing that and and getting help and uh, sometimes leaving you know Mm -hmm. but um i'm just talking about in an actual situation where you know because i've had people write me or i've had people uh, not really write me more just like friends who are Mm -hmm. like oh i you know um my spouse is is uh you know they they don't care about me and i'm like that's i mean that could be true uh but sometimes it's it's there's 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 a lack of meeting in the middle and they're not mm-hmm. hearing each other and and the the guy doesn't feel like he's being loved so he retreats even more because he feels like every single time he opens his mouth it's met with scrutiny because mm-hmm. he's trying to be transparent and speak you know what's going on mm-hmm. and the wife is getting offended because mm-hmm. how could you think that about me and so then the guy doesn't want to do it he, he wants to turtle up less. wants to turtle up even more yeah. you know and that's pretty common i've seen that a lot mm-hmm. um you know, um, and so it's, it, it's tough, but you know, like we were talking, um, the other day about preconceived ideas and, uh-huh. and you know, coming into, coming into a relationship, mm-hmm. going into marriage, um, you know, and, uh, and you were mentioning about, you know, it could be, um, where is it? I'm looking for it in here. Yeah. Uh, it could be fear of rejection mm-hmm. and the, you know, the feeling of not oh, being yeah. enough, being the, too much. The insecurities that you bring into your relationship, which are insecurities that, you know, uh, often are there when you're single and they go into your marriage. Yeah. And it's just an area where recognizing your identity in God, you know, we're all in the process of constantly doing that, like constantly. Yeah. Um, learning our identity and choosing to walk in it. Yeah. And how, how that takes shape, you know, for me, it was, um, fear of, you know, being in a relationship that wouldn't work out that would end in divorce, you know, and and that's something God had to walk me through. Um, and, and it was a good process to go through. It was a hard process to go through. I remember like crying over it because it was so overwhelming to me. Um, but out of it came great hope and great trust in God because he literally mm-hmm. walked me through and it would talk me through how to basically go day by day and just enjoy myself. I think that was another thing I hard, had a hard time was enjoying myself because I was worried about things that were out of my control. 
um, because of the fear. And then God just showed me how fun it was to date, you know, how fun it was to go on dates with Jeff and how easy it was. Um, And so waiting for the right person, really, I feel like God honored that. Um, cause I didn't, you know, there were other times where I dated people and I did not wait for God's best and, but I did ask for God's best. And then I decided I was going to wait for that until I felt like God said, okay. And, and then I felt that with Jeff, like right away when we did meet. Um, but even then I was like, I don't know, God, is this, is this for real? Like, is this a yeah. real thing? Are you really saying that this is good? Do you give your approval? Um, like you would with your dad or something. And I just kept hearing, like, just enjoy yourself, just, just have fun, just be in a relationship, you know, because he trusted me and he trusted Jeff. Yeah. Um, But in that process, again, you have to work through the insecurities. It might be like we're saying being too much, you feel like you're too much for someone and they're going to leave or you're, you're not enough to meet. And it's like, well, none of us are enough, you know, none of us are enough without God. Um, or the aspects of God's character in our lives. And so just facing those fears, I think, has been some of the you can you can learn and grow in your identity together um, as a couple or a single. But sometimes it can it can be a challenge when you're you're married. <laughs> um, yes. Definitely. Because you go on the ride together. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just uh, that whole process is has been a learning you know, it's mm-hmm. like it, it, that we weren't perfect at it, mm-hmm. you know, but we knew that our, we fixed our gaze on Jesus. And there's that old, you know, analogy of like, it's like a triangle. You're here and, and your wife is here and God's at the top. And the closer you grow to God, the closer, the closer you go together. But it's really true. Mm-hmm. And and not looking at it as oh, my my walk is, you know, I'm having encounters with the Lord. You know, I don't know what she's doing over there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we like we're, we're of one flesh. Like we made a covenant before God and we're of one flesh. And Mm -hmm. so we pray for each other a lot. We pray together a lot. We're Mm -hmm. very intentional. And we were very intentional with that even before we got married. Um, you know, just being there for one another and and like, guys, like, listen, like, listen, (laughs) like, listen to her, you know, like, don't, you know, I get it. Like I can be kind of ADD myself, you know, but like, and sometimes if I feel like we're, we still need to have a conversation, mm-hmm. but I need to change locations, mm-hmm. which happens a lot to me. It's an I'm important like, thing. Yeah, I will. So that we can continue the conversation. And I try to make a, you know, if we're at a restaurant and we're like, Hey, let's go walk. We have like a waterfront around here. I'm like, Hey, let's go walk around the waterfront. Mm-hmm. I'll get up. I'll, I'll be very dil- diligent to remember what we were talking about. And then I will initiate the conversation continue the conversation once we're like out of the restaurant um yeah yeah james says how important was transparency and being vulnerable to each other in your dating and courtship season did you have arguments at that stage <laughs> yes yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 we did yes uh definitely that. um yeah. i transparency is huge i mean from yeah. day one i would say uh, very early on into our relationship I was like, Hey, look, here's Mm -hmm. my intentions. I don't date people just to date people. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to date someone, I, uh, so the intention of marriage, I'm not messing around. Like I'm not like, uh, so, um, it's not just like, Oh, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. And look, Mm -hmm. if that works for you and your spouse, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's watching this or you and your girlfriend or boyfriend, Mm -hmm. great. 
But for me, I was like, I need to, I need to be very intentional because what can happen if you're not intentional and they don't know your intentions and mm-hmm. you haven't communicated them, mm-hmm. the enemy can swoop in and he can start chucking fears at you. You mm-hmm. know, oh, did you see the oh, way yeah. she looked at so-and-so? Oh, she's really buddy-buddy with that guy over there. You know, and you were like, I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. We were just going to keep it chill, you know? And I'm like, like, be intentional. Communicate as guys. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm telling you, it goes a long way to pursue whoever you're with like mm-hmm. you know just being intentional i remember like you would hide in your like group of friends you know when we were at <laughs> white base and i was just when like i didn't care i was just like boom like walk right in and i'd be like hi and then i was just like talk to you and be like hey that's you know i just took initiative in that way and i think that that's really important but yeah, yeah go transparency after, go after what you want transparency <laughs> is huge being intentional yeah. and and really like I mean, you know me, like and everybody like who watches the show, I'm mm-hmm. very uh or listens to the podcast, I'm very much like this in mm-hmm. person. I'm just like, you know, what's going on with you? Blah, you know, and you know, it's uh, that was very good for me as yeah. an introvert to have somebody that was just very verbal. <laughs> Cause it kind of just it made it safe for me to open up. And yeah. I think, you know, just because you're verbal verbal doesn't mean you're vulnerable. And I think that's a really important thing. Um, You know, I I do think vulnerability is very important because it sets a safe space for you um, and it lets your intentions be known early on. Um, And and sometimes it's very uncomfortable and it's very awkward. And I think also knowing the difference between when to be vulnerable and when to maybe take that vulnerability and and take it before God and not before the person you're dating. Uh, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's an important important one because... It's easy to be like, you know, if I saw, let's just say when we were dating, if I saw Jeff talking to an attractive woman and, you know, I got really insecure and I, you know, I went to him and I I would be like, you know, I feel really, felt really uh, almost betrayed or I felt really insecure about you talking to that attractive girl. Or you just like, don't talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's, there's (laughs) recognizing that he was just having a conversation. And that the girl cannot help that she is very attractive. That well, God blessed can her you. with that. <laughs> I'm just that saying. God blessed her with that. And that those things that you're feeling, like identifying what's your own insecurities yeah. that you need to, to work out with God. And then maybe some things that are between you and the person you're dating that involve them directly um, that are something that an area that you could grow in. Oh, but, yeah. you know, not expecting the person to just like, grow like that overnight um, yeah well so let's go back to um you know being transparent mm-hmm. laying out your intentions mm-hmm. um i'm sure there's a couple of people listening to this that are like yeah tried that totally backfired mm-hmm. on me i get it it's mm-hmm. happening to me mm-hmm. too you know like mm-hmm. um and i think too sometimes like you were saying you hit on like a massive massive point which mm-hmm. is uh, there are times, I would say many times, mm-hmm. where you need to take something before the Lord. It's it's a more a you and God thing and less right. about like, I just want to let you know right out of the gate that I want to have three kids and I'm looking <laughs> at a four bedroom house with this and this and this. You know, like that that yeah. probably shouldn't do that. Um uh yeah, who showed interest? first who made the first move oh this guy me actually wait hold on kind of so what happened was i was on facebook 
and I befriended her because uh-huh. we had like worked in the kitchen at the YWAM base that uh-huh. we were at together and uh, thought she was Babes McGee. And, <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I just befriended her on Facebook, but that's kind of uh-huh. what you do when you're like in circles, you know, everybody knows yeah, you know, social community. media or whatever. You just start befriending everybody that you so you're in that circle with. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote you and I just made said, the first move in my opinion. I, I think I wrote, I just said, no, you wrote and you said, Oh, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't th- remember that. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the friend request. What do you do on the base or something like that? And so then I was like, Oh, I'll tell you. And so we were writing back and forth on that. our wall <laughs> and then she sent me a private message and so once she did that i was like oh it's on he was in yeah and then from that moment i i was already locked in on that place you know um but um yeah and then like it just and then from there it was like really like me asking you out on dates and things like that yeah yeah so it was i would say like in terms of romantically it i i made the first move but Honestly, looking back, now that I know her, I'm like, what she did was really bold. It's bold as a bold move. I was like, wow, <laughs> like that's you know, yeah. So, I was putting my feelers out there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was. I was like, go, Lauren. You yeah. know, like when I think about it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, we have another question. Uh, f- uh, from our friend Jim. Ha- can you guys comment on times when one person in the marriage goes through more accelerated spiritual growth than the other person? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I it's interesting because it's all not to sound overly like fluffy or overly cuz I mean sometimes you're going through a rough thing like mm-hmm. when you see someone else on a mountain what feels like a mountaintop and you're in a valley in the filth that you're like <laughs> god where are you? Um but it's all it's all kind of integrated. Like yeah. it's all like like um Obviously for us, you know, we've always been very intentional. God is very much in the forefront of our conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like the the rough patches that I've gone through. It's like weep with those who weep, yeah. mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mm-hmm. And it's very much that. And so for us, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, there have been times when like she's felt passed over mm-hmm. or I've felt passed over. Like when she was in all these crazy dreams and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, and these are recent, I would yeah. say these are recent years for us. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and we've Past had it years, yeah. on and off, uh, since we've been married, honestly. Um, and there are times where you're like completely, you feel like you're on the same level. There's other times where God's just taking you on together, but on separate journeys. And, you'll feel like I've had times where I've felt like I'm just kind of like, you know, Jeff was saying like in the mud and wallowing and going through all these like soul issues that God keeps bringing up all these things that I need to work on or dark night of the soul. Trying to, yeah, yeah. Where he's just trying to <laughs> grow me up in the areas that he knows I, I, I need to, um, in order to heal from some things or whatever it may be or hear him better or to hear him better. Yeah, Sometimes you know? it's like, it's we just think- a, a yeah. different way or maybe he wants to speak to to you in a different way but it's all to grow us in intimacy with him um yeah. but you know in those moments where it feels like one's on a spiritual high and one's on a spiritual low but it's just your emotions and in the type of journey that you're on and it can feel it can feel like you're in a totally different place and i think the thing that helps the best to be able to relate to one another in those moments is to celebrate like jeff was saying yeah. with your spouse who is feeling that spiritual high and also as the person that's feeling the spiritual low just be vulnerable and just say, Hey, I know this isn't 
the reality, but this is how I feel. Yeah. Um, and I recognize that these are lies, but I would, you know, appreciate prayer and just you coming alongside yeah, me. That's it right you there. Know? Come alongside one another, yeah. whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether it's lukewarm, come alongside one another, mm -hmm. encourage one another. You know, it's like mm -hmm. if, if one of us is having going through a rough time and we're communicating and like, that's really it is, 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 um, and this is a tough thing for guys to really get into, but is, is facilitating a culture of communication, you know, where you're always, um, and I'm a verbal processor, but there are a lot of guys that are verbal processors too. I know I have several guy friends that are verbal processors as well, but when it comes to opening up to their wife, there's this gear that shifts in, especially if kids are integrated into it, it's like even more so where it's like, nope, just provider man. You know, but I would argue in those moments, you need to be more transparent, you know, because it's like isolation is not a good thing with dudes. Like, mm -hmm. it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for anybody. But guys, it's like we just like, you know, like that's mm -hmm. where sin can come in. That's where depression can come in. That's mm -hmm. where like all kinds of things that lone wolf thing that guys sometimes do where it's like when we're going through a hard time, Internal. we feel like we need to be less transparent you know it's mm -hmm. like this and i think with guys it's like we're problem solvers too you know and I, that's mm -hmm. like a common thing you know it's like the girl comes <laughs> in she say. shares her piece says her piece and then you're like okay let's fix it let's do this you're fix like no it, i don't want, and that's like one of the things that we had to really work through in the beginning of our marriage was like uh no i don't want you to fix it i just want you to feel with me you know <laughs> And so, um, just listen you know, to me, hear, hear me. And then, you know, yeah, yeah I think that's a very common. Yeah. So, uh, if you're going through that, it's normal, uh, guys, yeah. just be patient and listen, listen yeah. and listen some more. Um, and, um, uh, but yeah, I, I think with guys, we have a tendency to like go, okay, I'm going to isolate myself. I'm going to hash this thing out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wrap my head around it. And then I'm going to come and I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it, you mm -hmm. know, but actually that's like, that's not good. Um, mm. That's really not good. And look, does that, I'm, am I, am I discouraging uh, going into the secret place with the Lord? Oh, absolutely not. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of like a no duh. You should do that. So that's not what I'm talking about. What I, guys know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it, you know, you all know those times when you've like isolated and distanced yourselves mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, you know, I'm just going to test the toughest. I'm going to solve this problem and then I'm going to come back, you know, and I'm going to be present and, right. and really like showing that vulnerability to your wife. When guys, we have a hard time showing that vulnerability. Um, it goes guys. Oh man. Like such improvement. I mean, that, that, that goes a long way, mm -hmm. but ladies at the same time, if a guy shares something that you're like, what, how could you think that about me? What could you, blah, 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 blah. you know, they're going to think of them like, think of them like a scared cat, you know, and you want to like, you don't want the cat to run away. So you're kind of just like, and the cat comes in and they get in your lap yeah. and you're like, nobody moved, nobody moved. you know? Um, so sometimes guys, honestly, we can kind of be that way, you know? Um, and, well, uh, and I think it goes, you know, for women, a lot of times when they see yeah, maybe something isn't good in a relationship. And, and the tendency is to want to point out that thing to your husband and say, hey, you know, and, and there's a way to do it. But I think it's easy to cross the line of nagging um, and realizing that you've already had this conversation and he knows. And I think at some point it's kind of between him and the Holy Spirit. 
Um, but I know that that can be a really big thing because that's hard when there is something that maybe isn't healthy and there comes a point where you just need to give it to God and be like, I, I put you in God's hands because <laughs> you're not, you know, um, but I think that's an important one because a lot of times when you're feeling, I think for a man, when you're feeling nagged, you're not feeling valued. Um, you're feeling maybe harassed a little bit and you're not able to hear the heart behind what is being said. Yeah. So I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a common one. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. We have another Yeah, I'll, I'll hit those in just a second. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, so we talked about nagging and, you know, uh, men need, need a safe space. Uh, it can take a lot for them to open up. So responding with what, how could you do that? We'll shut them out real quick. Celebrate the small victories. And, and, and I yeah. say, listen with guys, but it's equally as important with ladies. Like if, if you're, if your man has started to open up, you don't want to ruin that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like, just let him talk and just listen and be there. And man, like, honestly, like, just in the same way, everybody knows the man cold. Like when guys are sick, they're like, Oh, Oh, I'm so sick. Oh, yeah, oh, this guy. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. and they want comfort, you know, uh, and all that stuff. So it's kind of the same thing with like listening to them. Um, you know, uh, and really, I mean, it's like in the meantime, when you're waiting for that is like, working on you asking God, what ways can I, can I serve my spouse today? What ways mm-hmm. can I serve my girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance today? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that can be small things and, and God wants relationships to succeed. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like people that made a covenant before him and look, yeah, when you, when you, when you're young and you make like a covenant or not even when you're young, like when you make a covenant before Lord in marriage, do you fully understand the entirety of what that means. No, you don't. You're constantly learning what that means, yeah. you know, and you're like, Oh man, this is hard. Oh man. I got to die to myself. Oh man. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so don't, don't get in your head that I have to figure out exactly what this is, mm-hmm. you know, but just going at the intention of like, I'm going to uphold this covenant. I'm going to, I'm going to love my bride. Like Christ mm-hmm. loves the church. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my, as a man, as a husband, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to prefer my wife mm-hmm. and you, you're going to, you're going to do great at that. You're going to do horrible at that. You're going to learn. You're going to, yeah. you're going to grow. Um, and it's the same thing for women. It's like, you know, women are called to submit to their husbands and what that, what does that look like? You know, that's, it's not bending over backwards, but that's honoring. You know, I think that a good way, one of the good ways to describe that is honoring your husband and what does that look like? And, you know, how can I do that, God? And I think that's, that's a question that will look a little bit different for everyone. But like, how do you talk about your husband to other people? How do you, even in frustration, you know, um, I I think that's a really important one. Honoring publicly and privately um, and how we talk to our spouses um, not treating them like they're less than, or like they can't get something or they don't understand something and making them feel dumb or stupid. Um, I think that's really important. And to also just, you know, in the times that he does lead, let him take that lead, you know, and you can still influence that lead. You can still, you know, definitely bring God into that. But, um, when he does choose to lead, I think that's an important thing to cultivate 
and to encourage um, and to honor honor him in and yeah. not to berate him or to get impatient or to, um, yeah. But I, I think that looks very different for everyone depending yeah. on who you're married to and personalities yeah. and all sorts mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, guys, if your wife is nagging you and you find yourself in that position where your wife is nagging you and it's because uh, she's asked you to do something, you said you were going to do it. And then it's been like three months yeah. and, and she's like, getting on your case and she's frustrated, value the honeydews. I, I put it as a note in here, value the honeydews. Mm -hmm. Like if there are things that you said you were going to do, do it mm -hmm. and, and like communicate, Hey, just so you know, um, I, you know, sorry, I haven't gotten to it. Uh, this weekend I've actually set aside some time. I'm going to work on that. This like communicate, mm -hmm. like tell her that you're going to do it. And, and, uh, you know, it's like, sometimes again, we get so internal as guys, e even me as an outward processor, I get internal, you know, yeah. as a guy. Um, and, uh, and, and that doesn't go over well. I think it's important to communicate, be intentional, tell mm -hmm. them, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, I, I think as guys, we have a tendency to go, Oh, okay. Well, I'm exhausted from work. My solution is just to do nothing all the time. That that's how I'm going to fill the tank. Guys, it's not like there's this lie that for some reason, Satan tells us as guys like, oh, if you do less, you'll have more energy for the next day. You're not what you need. It, your tank needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Like that's it. Like mm -hmm. spend, go into the secret place. Mm -hmm. That's wait on the Lord to renew your strength. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the solution. Um, and I kind of went through a phase where it was like a couple of years ago, where I was like, I just need to do less during the weekends. That's what I need to do. I need to do less. And actually like when I started this show, that's what I would do is mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm so tired. Like, cause mm -hmm. it just takes a lot out of you. And, and I was like, I need to do less. I need to do less. And I actually found myself by Sunday getting kind of depressed, like, mm -hmm. and, and realizing like, Whoa, like, okay. So the solution is not to clear my schedule and to not and it's going to look different for everyone, right? So for mm -hmm. me, it was like, I need to do more things that I enjoy. We need to go out. We need to go do something. We need mm -hmm. to um, watch a movie together, look each other in the eye when we're having dinner, you know, <laughs> um, and just be intentional. Like, hey, the, all these other things we're doing are good, but it's like too much of a, of a good thing is kind of spoiling it, you know? And so it's like, it's nice to be able to do nothing. And that has its place. Like, sure especially if you had a couple of weeks where you're like, man, we've been going hard. Okay. Ah, we're just going to kick back, mm -hmm. do nothing. We're going to order some, uh, some takeout and we're just going to kick it, play some video games, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those have their place, but to do that all the time, um, as men, like I said, you need a quest and, and, mm -hmm. and there's, there's things that like God has put on my heart to pursue after hours and, and doing those things brings fulfillment because mm -hmm. I'm in I I'm inviting God into those times and I'm, you know, so I think as guys, like sometimes we just come home and you just want to do nothing. And look, I do after work, I usually take my, my 10 minute nap and then I'm ready to go after work. Um, and five, 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes two naps a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes if I've, you know, just yeah. didn't sleep well the night before, you know, so like, look, those have their place and it's okay to like take a chill pill for a second, but again, communicating things too, of like, mm -hmm especially if you've got kids and you're just neglecting everybody, you just go in your room and you go and you play video games or you go in your room or you just like hang out on your phone and you're isolated and your wife is at home and she, 
at home while you're at home and she's having to still take care of all the kids after she's mm-hmm. taking care of them all day. Like, yeah. come on. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying like deep down, you know, like you probably should be doing more. And if you're at a point where you're like, man, I'm like, I am empty by the time I get home, mm-hmm. then there are certain things that you need to do on your way home. Like when I used to commute to work, mm-hmm. uh, to I was like 45 minutes away, mm-hmm. 45 minutes back um, when the Elijah's had an office. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to really be mindful of what I did during that, that time where I would actually spend, I had some great times with the Lord on my way there and the way back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not cause guys, we can like, this blows people away, blows women away. We can literally think about nothing. <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, you just kind it's of like, I think about nothing on your whole ride home and then, or just thinking about how tired you are. Um, so yeah, I think you guys get it. Um, must be nice. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, so we have some questions yeah. from Eve. Eve. We have, how do you navigate a marriage if one of you gets saved after you are married? Mm, that is a great, good question. We have question. a couple friends that have gone through this, um, I think, in a healthy way and a not a healthy way. And I can't speak from experience, but I have a friend that is a Christian, and it's not that they're, I think it's just she's, uh, filled with the spirit. She's spirit filled, but he's not. And so navigating that, um, I think is, is very hard. And like through the process, just hearing her, uh, has been really encouraging to me to see that kind of resilience and to see that trust in God, but, but recognizing it's kind of a messy, um, it can be a, a hard thing, not messy, but it can sure. be a very hard thing because her answers constantly, in her interactions with the Holy Spirit. And it's a step-by-step thing. Mm. So literally asking God, you know, when you're going through a tough time and, and maybe that spouse like doesn't want to go to church with you or um, isn't interested in your your quiet times with God or your, your just your moments with God has no really gauge for being in a relationship really in an intimate way with God um, is just literally trusting God to, to change a heart. You know, um, I think that's got to be one of the hardest things. Um, again, I can't, I can't speak from experience, but, um, I can say I admire, you know, people that really do trust God in those moments when their spouse is not on the same page. Cause that, cause you are unequally yoked at that point. Um, but I have so much hope too, um, because God still honors your, the spirit in you yep. in the marriage. Cause mm-hmm. you're, you're one flesh spirit lives in you. And so God still, God honors your prayers. And I a hundred percent believe in the hope and the redemption of a, a changed heart in a situation like that. Absolutely. Um, I absolutely, for this friend, absolutely know. I can think of a couple of people actually, but I absolutely know that that it's God's heart and God is, God cares about it more than you do. And that may not be easy to grasp, but his, he is for marriage. So that whether your spouse really knows him or not, he's for your marriage um, and he wants you both. He wants you both. So I think that that um, that is a hard one, but it literally is just leaning into the spirit. And I think having a community, having a community of Christian friends that you can ask prayer for, because it's an isolating thing um, going through that. It can be really lonely. Um, So I think having to surround yourself with spirit filled friends. 
um, go to church, have a community, have other people praying for you and like engaging, you know, your, your husband or your wife, um, and just inviting them to things so that they know that they're always welcome in that community. Yeah. I think that's an important thing. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, this is like where we haven't walked through all the experiences in life, but yeah, there's um, no way you could, but these are, you know, people I know, and I know that it's, God's been working through that. So yeah. Encouraging. So, I mean, in regards to, um, having a spouse who's, you know, uh, who's not, um, you know, saved and you are, and, you know, you, you started out not saved and then you got saved during the marriage. Um, fortunately, uh, Peter addresses this, uh, and that just goes to show that, um, nothing is new under the sun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, it it was a problem even back then or or a con, you know, a a hurdle back then, something Mm -hmm. that was an issue even back then. Um, and in, in, uh, first Peter chapter three, it says wives verse one wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that, uh, if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words mm-hmm. by the behavior of their wives without when words. they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's great. I, mm-hmm. I let that be a comfort. Um, actually, Kelsey, um, there's, I think there's another verse. Nash, if you remember what verse that was, I was trying to find it. Um, uh, th- we were talking, I think it was after today's Elijah Streams show. And um, Kelsey was talking to us about how she, her husband, they, 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 he wasn't saved. And mm-hmm. it was, there was a verse she stood on um, from, I think it was first or second Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that was really comforting to know uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, even Kelsey found herself in that situation. And now, mm-hmm. and it was through her, she said it was through her continuing to pursue the Lord. And it wasn't this, aren't I having so much fun? Don't you want, don't you think you want to, don't you think you want to man up and become a Christian? Don't you think it was just her pursuing the Lord and having these wild encounters with the Lord to the point where Ryan finally was like, okay, what in the world is going on? And now he's a spirit filled believer as well, you know? And so let that be a comfort. You guys, like as you continue to work on yourself, you have your marching orders. We all have our marching orders, whether it's in a friendship or whether it's in a romantic relationship to serve one another. Mm -hmm. So, so regardless, especially in a marriage, regardless of your spouse being saved or not, you still have to give a hundred percent. Um, and as, as you press in and as you continue to work on yourself, like that, that changes people. It does. I've seen it even just in like working with people where they leave and they're like, wow, they're like, Jeff, I just want to thank you. Even like when you don't know that you're affecting people and they're like, I just Mm want to thank you. Like, you had a really, I just realized like how much I valued, you know, your work ethic, your mm-hmm. friendship, and like all those things. And it, like you really impacted me, made me want to be a better person. And it was mm-hmm. just like, whoa, like, and in, mm-hmm. in, it was like, you know, so you just never know what God is doing in people. We just can't fully know that unless God gives you like a, a word of knowledge, some insight into that. Um, yeah. So hopefully that provides a little, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. I think that that context is like winning, winning someone over. I think that's great in other contexts as well. You know, like in uh, a friendship, you know, maybe your friend uh, has some areas where it's just not healthy and they just won't, they won't hear a reason. They won't hear you. That's tough. Um, 
you it's kind of in God's hands, right? But you win them over without words. And I think that's a really important, I, that's encouraging to me, like hearing that. Um, and it's just a reminder that like, it, it's not something we can control um, all the time, but we do, we do have influence, you know? And I think hearing Kelsey's story is a perfect example of that, yep. like super encouraging to see the other side and see that, hey, this works. It's in yeah. the Bible and it works. Yeah, like, Krista, Krista was... Uh, Krista Elisha was the yeah, same way. Her yeah. husband wasn't a Christian at first. I mean, he was like a full on like atheist slash Satanist, like Anton yeah. LaVey Satanist, you know? Mm-hmm. So same thing. And actually he wanted to divorce her because she was a Christian, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then God totally got a hold of her and, and let's not negate the power of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's uh, the verse. Yeah. I, first Peter. I might write Krista and Yeah find out um yeah but anyways um thanks nish um yeah uh i it, it's a tough situation you know it's hard to be in a situation where you do feel unequally yoked you do feel like your values are different you know and your husband could be or your spouse just in general could be looking at or engaging in things that are not righteous mm-hmm. um you know and um man but let's not negate the power of God. Mm -hmm. Like let's not negate that. And I know some of you have been really like, I have been trusting in the power of God, but it's just, yeah, I get it. Like it's tough. It is really tough. Um, you know, so, um, we'll we'll pray for people at the end for sure. Um, okay. Uh, we've got another question. Uh, how do you help pull a spouse out of isolation? How do you help them pull out of of it without pushing them more into it, man. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want to answer it, uh, in a mature way. Some kind of trying to formulate. Yeah. Again, it kind of goes back to, um, the other question from Eve about, um, you know, how do you navigate a marriage if one of you gets saved mm-hmm. after you are married? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're dealing with a, a spouse who's not married and you are, um, is allowing the word to transform you. Mm-hmm. Um, allowing, again, it's like your marching orders are to love one another. Mm-hmm. And under the covenant of marriage, regardless of if your spouse isn't honoring that covenant, that doesn't give you an excuse to not honor it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they're like, if they're just being lackadaisical, if they're not parenting, if they're not, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, that is very hard. At the same yeah. time, you know the right thing to do in your case. And I've seen a lot of amazing moms mm-hmm. who regardless are like mm-hmm. super mom and they're just hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, uh, and they're great, great examples mm-hmm. of loving someone doing the most loving thing, which is taking care of your kids, obviously, but also making sure that you're still loving your spouse, even if you feel like they're not, pull, they're not holding up their end of the bargain, their end of the, the covenant, mm-hmm. um, the marriage vows, you know, and, uh, and so that's, that's really, really tough. Um, mm-hmm. And I would just say like, man, like spending time in God's presence is huge, mm-hmm. um, huge. Um, and ask God ways that you can, um, how do I want to say this? 
I hear it. I'm just trying to put it into words. Uh, I would say one of the things is like, if, if you guys have interests mm-hmm. um, that you guys like to do together, like go out and do them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. I mean, I think most people like to do the things that they like to do. Uh, they may still be isolated, you know, in the other areas that matter um at the time but i i just keep going back to what we've been talking about that like when when it's any trait that your spouse is stuck in like a cycle that's not healthy sometimes there's healing that needs to happen sometimes there's discipline that needs to happen but i think a lot of it comes down to something inside um that you can't fix by yourself like you can be a part of the solution through how you love But I think in that it's reliance on the Holy Spirit to show you how to love that person each day. And that might just be doing one thing for them that, you know, is thoughtful, that, you know, speaks love to them and makes a safe environment so they don't want to isolate. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes when people isolate, there's lots of reasons why people isolate, but it's usually because of brokenness, Um, usually because of brokenness. And. God has so much compassion for our brokenness. And sometimes we need his compassion to feel that for our spouses or for a friend. And I think that's where our hearts can change is he can start to show us those things and we can start to love them more freely instead of feeling like it's a chore or it's just so hard because you're dying to yourself all the time. Um, Yeah, I just, I really feel like that's the part where God can soften our hearts and can, can reinvigorate us where maybe we just feel burnt out um, and tired of trying on our own strength. Um, because it really is, it, it can be an isolating thing, but really it is the three of you in a relationship. It's you. That's the great thing about having the Holy Spirit in your life is you're never alone in whatever relationship that you're walking out. It's Holy Spirit is always there to bring something mm-hmm. that you can focus on and that you can you can walk in without draining yourself um and just being like i give up i want to walk away yeah um yeah yeah Yeah. love languages i think is a huge one because sometimes people just aren't receiving love i think sometimes we can get locked into oh i receive love this way Mm -hmm. ergo everyone receives love this way and i think Mm -hmm. i've seen that a lot in marriages and relationships and and then falter because one person kind of insists their will of like, okay, well, I value quality time. So I'm going to smother you because that's what I want. Um, and I think it's really important to know what your, your love languages are. I think everybody knows what it is, but it's physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, gift giving and acts of service. So there's five of them. Um, and you know, for one person, they could be a, oh, and food. Yeah, that's right. We added in a sixth love language and food. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Nish. It is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love food. Um, that's what we're doing tonight. We're going yeah. to, we're going to steak. Um, but uh, yes. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really important to, um, and maybe that's a cool conversation that can open up even between you and your unbelieving husband or wife is, Hey, how, have you ever thought about how, like wh- how you receive love? Like you can even bring up the, the five love, love languages and you might learn something new. Like yeah. a lot of guys, uh, we actually 
really value words of affirmation. And I'm one of those people that's like, there are times when I like really downplay how much it means to me. And someone will give me a compliment. And I'm like, I- I'm sincere, but I'm not like, but it's like something that I often later will go take and I'll like be like, whoa, like that really affected me. And, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of have a cry moment with the Lord and mm-hmm. things like that. But I think it's really about like knowing how you both receive love is, is really important because one person could be like, well, I pay the bills and I, I provide, and that's what I do. And I'm like, yeah, but meanwhile, your wife, your poor wife is withering on the vine because she values quality time mm-hmm. or a uh, gift giving or whatever. And you're over here thinking that you're loving her. And, and yeah, I have compassion towards it to a certain extent because it's like, they're doing what they, the best they know how, yeah. you know, but, it is really important to learn. It's really important to develop in that way. It won't be natural often. It might. Most of the time it's not, <laughs> unless you have the same, uh, one of the um, same love languages, which is awesome when well, that happens. And I but, think even giving can be different than receiving love. Like there's certain ways, like I love, like I was saying, I love gift giving, you know, and then I, and that's one of the ways that I love, but you know, and Jeff appreciates that, but it's not his number one. It's, it's words of affirmation. You know? Definitely words of affirmation. Yeah. Food. Definitely yeah, food. That's, that's on the top. Praise the Lord. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. If a spouse isn't going along with you, is it because of doctrine or not G and not Jesus? Um, I'm trying to figure out exactly yeah, what, what you mean by that. Um, this spouse isn't going back. So Cass, go ahead and give a little bit more like, uh, give a little bit more explanation on that and then illumination will give it back to us. So we'll move on to the next question and then we'll go back to that one. Um, oh, in the context of spiritual growth. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. If a spouse isn't going along with you kind of in, in your growth that, yeah, that's, that's an, another mm-hmm. tough one. Um, mm-hmm. First off the common ground is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord that it's Jesus and not mm-hmm. something else. Um Honestly, sometimes with people that are like, okay, let's give a, let's give a scenario. Like Mm -hmm. one person is spirit filled and one person is a cessationist where they're like, nope, doesn't happen. Gifts aren't for today, but you've experienced this stuff and you know that, you know, that, you know, so obviously you have a common ground and that's Jesus. Like I've said ad nauseum now where we're going in this move of God and we're seeing it in Kentucky and it's just going to spread like a wildfire. That's like mm. a whisper of what, you know, the revival that's broken out at Asbury uh, University, I think is what it's called or whatever it's called over in Kentucky mm-hmm. um, is where we're going is the body of Christ. Yeah. We're going to have different denominations mm-hmm. um, that bring something to the table, but the power of God being demonstrated is absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. And like Cindy McGill has said, yeah. They they don't they uh he's like uh she was saying that her husband was praying to God and saying, like, why don't people like Christians? He's like, and God said to said to him, they don't like it's not that they don't like Christians, they just hate powerless Christianity. And yeah. I've seen so many of our friends become atheists or agnostic okay. because of a lack of demonstration of God's power. So mm-hmm. I will say that to as an encouragement that continue to pray for your spouse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's gonna be conflict there's gonna be tension yeah. because you know like a little messy uh you know it but ultimately you continue to serve and and just um 
really guarding your heart against anger uh, as you get into those, maybe you got into heat, gotten into heated debates, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and really asking God to like expose the areas of your heart that need work. And uh, you're going to know what those are very quickly, especially when you run into conflict. Yes. It's a very humbling thing when you ask God to change your heart, to show you your heart. But it's a it's a worthwhile thing when it comes to relationship and in any aspect. And I think that that's that's what it, a lot of this a lot of what we're talking about is coming down to that um, is how to love like Christ loves, how to love selflessly. And I think that that's that's just all of these all these questions come down to that. Like, um, how would Jesus have done it? How does Jesus ask us to walk it out? And the answers are all in Scripture. But it's a different thing having to walk it out in real life. And we all, I think we all have a testimony that we can give of God's goodness in a relationship where he did meet us Mm -hmm. and he did prove his word true um, when we stood. And I think some of us, it feels like we have to stand a lot longer than others in certain areas. And it's easy to compare and it's easy to look at other people's relationships and it's easy to, you know, look at ours and hear his success yeah. stories. Comparison. If you weren't there in the process, you don't know the process and you see people's Instagrams yeah. and you see these perfect lives. The highlights. You see the highlights, you hear the highlights. And I mean, you can't possibly grasp all the things that everyone had to go through yeah. to, to even maintain, you know, a few years of marriage. Um, yeah. And it's like, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank yeah. God for, you know, Jesus being included, God being included in our relationship as yeah. Christians. I think it just gives us, it gives us the thing. It's like God created marriage. Like it's from his heart. And so he has the the perfect solutions for us. And I think that's where, that's the part that's encouraging. Um, you know, I think that's the thing that I keep going back to is that he's the support in the midst of it. And he'll send you the people to support you in the midst of the things that yeah. you're going through. So you don't have to walk it out on your own because I think it just can be really overwhelming and really discouraging. Oh, yeah. 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 Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Um, oh, the verse that, uh, that Kelsey was, it was actually first Corinthians. It wasn't Peter, uh, first Corinthians seven 14 for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife Mm -hmm. and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean. But as it is, mm-hmm. they are holy. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a pretty cool verse. So that's something that God's going to fulfill his word, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something you can stand on and 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 be like, yeah, my my husband will know you. He will mm-hmm. know your spirit. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of what I was touching on with like you say you're more charismatic and your spouse is more uh, cessationist um, or unsaved. Um you know, because both of them aren't experiencing the power of God. Both of them aren't experiencing uh, healings and, and um, God's presence mm-hmm. is that's something that I always just pray. If I identify somebody like that, whether they're saved or, or, or yeah, whether they're saved and they're a cessationist or they're, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. 
is just praying, God, like, would you just rock their world with your presence? Like, give them an encounter, give them dreams, mm -hmm. give them visions. Have let's get weird, God. Like, get <laughs> weird with it with them, you know? And um, and he he's gonna honor that. Like, he yeah. wants people to experience him, you know? Mm. And so um, I think that's really, really important. So, okay. Um, tomorrow's headlines today, Fireside Grace. Hey, says, how do you deal with people acting like one of you is more important or whatever? Like when people make it more about Jeff or more about Lauren? Great question. Um, I go, it goes back to rejoice with those who rejoice, mm -hmm. weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn. Um, don't, you can't view yeah. one person's promotion as you being passed over, especially mm -hmm. when you're married. Like, you're yeah. one flesh where she goes, I go, where I go, she goes. Yeah. And I remember when we were, um, we were both kind of at this place where we wanted more mm -hmm. this before our Elijah list days, we wanted more. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was working at Starbucks. I was working at uh, Trader Joe's and we were both like, man, like, I don't nothing against working here. We just feel like God is it's calling us to, to move more. On. It's time to move mm -hmm. on. And she started doing, um, art and mm -hmm. she had really experienced like a creative renaissance and i was i was shortly behind her but at the time i wasn't and you know so she had started an etsy business was doing these cute super cute watercolor portraits of people and um fun. it was really successful mm -hmm. and i can't tell you how excited i was for her mm -hmm. it wasn't what about me oh everybody look how you know, oh, that's great that she's, you know, doing this, but what about me? It was like, and it was interesting because so, one of my old classmates came in, which is always awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, they came into Trader Joe's and I was talking to them and she's like, what have you been up to? And I was talking about me, but all of a sudden I just found myself and I could tell she was like kind of awkward. Cause she's like, that's not what I asked, but I just was <laughs> talking about her and how proud I was of her and like how excited I was yeah. that God was like, I didn't, I, I didn't say God, but, um, like that that this door had opened and, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I was just like, wow, like I genuinely am. so, I was so excited for, and so happy mm -hmm. for you, you know? And I think that that's the appropriate response is like, God is going to fulfill his word. Like if yeah. God has given you a promise, don't birth an Ishmael and try and make it happen on your own. It's a waste of time. And it's like, yeah. especially when you're like in a marriage dynamic where you're like, forget this. I'm going to break ranks and I'm just going to go do it myself. And I'm going to mm -hmm. go out at night and I'm going to do this. And my wife doesn't know where I am and, and yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm a lone wolf. Um, you know, I think it's really important to rejoice with your spouse, yeah. be there with them, celebrate their victories, yeah. champion them. Well, it's like honoring them before other people and saying, you know, like this is both of our success, you know, and not giving into the temptation of, feeling like that's a part of your identity. If you're the person that's feeling left behind or not recognized at the same level, it's, I think that that's really important is where's, where are you finding your identity? And, um, that's takes you to a whole new level with God of, of like, where's my value? Is it in how people see me? Um, how they see me next when I'm standing next to my mm. husband or when I'm standing next to my wife, how do they see me? I think that goes back to identity. Um, and yeah, I think your spouse can support you by saying, Hey, like celebrate these things about, you know, you celebrate these things about each other. Um, but when it comes to maybe you being the one that is feeling not acknowledged, um,
God will raise you up in time. Yep. Like God will honor you um, in time in his way. And he knows, he knows the best way to do it with each individual. And it looks yep. different for everyone. But I think that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I think that that's stuff that people go through in ministry, you know, when one person's up front and then one person's maybe not, or, yep. you know, if you're in the industry or anything like that, if you're up front in any way, um, that's, that's a, a common thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think ultimately it's, it's knowing how God sees you and not to sound, I mean, that sounds cliche, yeah. but it's true. It's mm -hmm. like when you know your identity, when you mm -hmm. know your value as a son or a mm -hmm. daughter, like, like Harmony Klingemeyer talks about, about that orphan spirit, when that orphan, you know, when, when you find yourself in that orphan place and then all of a sudden it shifts how you interact with people, it interacts like suddenly your your uh wants become needs or your mm -hmm. needs become idols you know and that's another conversation is like the wants and needs i mean we'll probably wrap this up pretty soon because it's getting people there's yeah. a lot to talk about yeah, and, and i think we went through like a third of our notes uh so there's a and i know you guys have are, can have more questions and stuff like that so we can look at doing more of these because i just think it's really mm -hmm. important to really like take these take these uh you know, relationships and really just be transparent mm -hmm. and, uh, really, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a series. That'd yeah. There cool. we go. Yeah. That's cool. Um, <laughs> we could bring in other couples and talk about it. Oh, there's Ooh, double an day. Double day. Um, so, um, yeah, I just think that it's really important to, uh, to know your value, to mm -hmm. know who you are as a son or a daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that really can affect a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cause if, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to like wind this down, but I want to like <laughs> wrap it up, keep talking. <laughs> cause it's just, like I said, there's so much to say. Um, and there's going to be in an infinite number of scenarios. Um, you know, and obviously we can't speak necessarily to like having kids be in the mix. I mean, I can mm -mm. give you biblical, uh, you know, standards. And I think that's important, uh, but we can speak to relationships and mm -hmm. a lot of what we can say, I think if you're, uh, you know, attentive enough, you can see how a lot of what we talked about can apply to friendships. Like if you're going through a rough patch with a friend and, and, you know, uh, sometimes you grow apart, you know, but it's a little mm -hmm. bit different when you were married to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole notion of, we didn't even talk about love and what love is and mm -hmm. we need to fit we need to establish a biblical definition of what, what love is because that's massive it's uh not your feelings love doesn't go away yeah love is a choice i'll just give Love's you guys that so you can at least have something to apply love is a choice and so often in our society we take um and it's bled into the church we take mm -hmm. twitter pated emotions and we're like oh that's love and i don't feel that so i'm not in love with you anymore i'm like mm -hmm. congratulations you have a false definition of what love is mm -hmm. And th that is going to reap yeah. horrible uh, results. Yeah. Um, love is not love. God is love. Yeah. And so I think that's we've in our society, we've taken love and just made it this thing. It can be whatever you want it to be. And I think that there's a huge danger to that because then God can be whatever you want him to be. You know, truth is relative. And it's like you start to see what happens to society when there's when there is no love or when you define love as what you want it to be. But love is very specific. And God yeah. says 
says his traits. He, he exemplifies them for us throughout scripture. Um, but you'll see that, you know, there's different forms of that love. And sometimes it's tough love. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, it feels good. Um, but it's all, it's all who God is and it's all to bring us closer to him and to wholeness. Yep. And, and there's only one way yeah. to, to that. Is He's the God. prize. He's the one. He's the one. And, and we need to fix our gaze upon him. And, and if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and if both you and your spouse love the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you disagree theologically with certain things, mm-hmm. fix your gaze upon him mm-hmm. as you continue to love and serve one another. Yeah. That's it. And it's not always peachy. It's not always, you know, and, and look by me saying some of you that still have kind of a romantic view of, or like a, uh, an unrealistic view of, of love. Cause there is a romantic element to love, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm not, I, that I'm not saying that love is a choice and, you know, don't rely on your emotions. Like that's a byproduct. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if you exercise, it releases endorphins. If you eat a certain type of food that you love, you're like, mm, my taste buds love that. Yum. You know, uh, so there are, there are, re- there's an action and a reaction, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, ultimately like love is a choice and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you have those amazing feelings. Like I would say, you know, eat, uh, stay committed and feelings will return. Not every day you're going to wake up and be like, Oh, it's like we just met. Oh, wow. You know, there are, I will say, even after 12 years of marriage, there are times where that does still happen. Absolutely. You know, where I'm like, I cannot wait to get home just so I can see her face and hear her voice. And that's a lot. I would say that's a lot. Oh, but like, but it's because we've built a good foundation and we are diligent and we celebrate one another. We publicly acknowledge one. I mean, you guys hear me all the time talking about my wife and it's genuine. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that it's, it is legitimately genuine. And and I think it's so important to, um, and some of you are going through a rough time where your spouse has been promoted. They've, you know, God has opened some crazy doors. Maybe they, you guys are both been building up a social media presence and hers has blown up and you're like, God, what in the world? I've been doing this longer. I've been doing more. I've been doing all these other things, but to celebrate one another, your Mm -hmm. time will come. It's not a competition. And it's don't get locked in. Like, like if God asked you to start a social media thing, for example, and it don't work out in your mind that, oh, God asked me to do this. Ergo, it's going to blow up. It Mm -hmm. might not. And it actually might provide, it might be the thing that leads you into the thing that's going to blow up. So mm-hmm. it's just important to celebrate one another, mm-hmm. come alongside one another, publicly acknowledge one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that you're like, oh, if I don't, it, and for some of you, you're going through a rough time and, and doing that sounds like it's the last thing you want to do, mm-hmm. but watch God move, mm. watch him Amen. move. He's going to, um, because some, maybe that's exactly what your spouse needs is that affirmation, mm-hmm. um, publicly even so. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I would like to do more of this. Yeah. That's fun. fun. It's really yeah. fun. Um, okay. Well, let's just, uh, let's just pray, pray yeah. for the people. Yeah. Well, father God, I just thank you so much for this time. God, I thank you that you are the creator of relationships, God, yeah. you created them. You created man and women in your image, God, to glorify you together. 
God. And I just thank you that that's something that is timeless. It doesn't change. Love doesn't change God. And it's who you are. And we get to exemplify that. We get to mirror that God. We get to mirror that aspect of you. We get to mirror all of that. Um, whether it's through friendship, through marriage, through um, our family, through our kids, God, we thank you that that's something that we get to partake in. And God, I just thank you that um, just for everyone here right now, um, whatever their walk is, whatever it looks like, God, um, for the relationships in their lives, God, we just, I just want to speak a blessing first off mm. over them, God. I just pray that in the areas where people have been crying out mm -hmm. for change in their relationship, for intimacy, mm -hmm. for closeness with you, whether it be in their own lives or their spouse's lives or both, God, we just thank you that you honor those things. Yeah. And we just speak that out now. And we just say that, God, you're honored by their hearts. You're honored by um, their desires, our desires to pursue you and to draw closer to you as as individuals and as couples, God, yeah. and to even find a spouse, God, to even maybe for those that don't have one right now, God, that it's our heart to be with someone who honors mm -hmm. you. And I pray that you would bless that, um, God. And I pray that just for little reminders for everyone throughout the week, God, that you see them, you see them in their situation, God. And um, as we honor you through your spirit and through your guidance in our relationships, you honor us, God. Um, and I just, I pray for encouragement of hearts that feel discouraged right now. Yes. I pray that you would breathe new life into them in this week, in this new season in their lives, whatever it might look like, if it's same old, same old that it's felt like this, this entire time, or if it's a new season for them, God, I just pray that you would breathe fresh life into them and just remind them that you are there with them, God, and that you're going to walk them through this hand in hand, that they're not alone. God, that you have solutions for them. And I pray for communities. I pray um, that each person here, whether they're live right now or later on, God, I just pray that you would um, surround them with communities. You surround them with good, healthy friendships yeah. um, to come alongside them, to lift them up, to lift up their spouses, their kids, um, whatever it is, God, I just pray that uh, you would start to create a foundation of that, you know, mm -hmm. even for Jeff and myself, God, yeah. um, just create a foundation. And, um, yeah, I just thank you that, um, you hear these things, God, and that you're honored today. Um, yeah, I'm just speak this blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lord, I just thank you that you are so committed to your word, to fulfilling your word yeah. in our lives. And so, um, God, I just pray that we would all just dive deep within your word. And some people I know out there haven't even done that. And they're like, yeah, what, what, what are my promises? What? Mm -hmm. You know, like reading the first Corinthians verse and the verse in Romans and in first Peter, they're like, wow, you're right. Those I have read those verses, but for some mm -hmm. reason I just haven't held on to those and they just slipped my mind. And God, that you would just highlight the areas that we're really supposed to just press in on and trust you. But I just thank you for your faithfulness. Mm -hmm. That you want marriages to succeed. Yeah. You want them to glorify you, your desire. Is for them to glorify you. And so God, would you just continue to show us the areas that we need to do better in and that we would trust you, that you're in it with us. You want to partner with us in mm -hmm. serving. Hey God, together, you and me, let's bless my wife. 
hey, God, you and me together, let's bless my husband or my girlfriend or my boyfriend or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And God, I also just pray for the people that are still waiting. Mm-hmm. And maybe they've gotten prophetic words about, uh, and they really, really felt like they were from you, mm-hmm. that it was a promise of a spouse, God, that you would give them uh, a hunger to just continue to press into you, mm-hmm. to trust you. And I just speak uh, to their hearts, the areas that are just really aching for someone to, they really believe that, that, that there's some, that they, they just want to love somebody. They want companionship. Mm-hmm. They want to be a mom. They want to be a dad. Mm-hmm. They want to be a, a good husband and a wife, God, that you would just continue to uh, um, draw them in, God, mm-hmm. just bless their socks off. But I also pray for the future spouses. Mm-hmm that you would prepare their hearts, God, mm-hmm. um, that you would continue drawing them into to you. Um, and God, that it's just going to be such a sweet union when they finally meet and they finally come together, God, that, that, uh, that you just cannot wait, cannot wait to introduce them to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God, that it would just continue to just press into you and allow you to refine them. Uh, and that, that singleness, uh, that, 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 Intimacy with you, God, is so special. It's so special. Even inside marriage, God, that intimacy with you is so special, God. And you just continue, you just give us all a hunger to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we're in marriages, uh, regardless of how that marriage looks, God, that you would just give us a hunger to go deeper, God, that you would transform us mm-hmm. to reflect your son in greater and greater ways. Mm-hmm. Um, in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, God. Yay. Woohoo. All right. Well, we love you guys. Um, have a yeah. blessed, blessed uh, Tuesday. Happy Hopefully. Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Or Galentine's Day. Or Galentine's Day. There's gals out there. What's the guy equivalent? I don't know. Fel- should be one. Fellas times fellas, day. Fellas day. Dudes, dudes <laughs> times day. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, so tune in tomorrow, you guys. We've got Ross Johnston back, revivalist, Gen Z on fire. Really gives me a lot of hope uh, yeah. for uh, what God is doing in that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just love talking right. to that guy. Uh, and he's kind of a boots on the ground guy, always on the front lines of whatever God is doing, especially in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's going to be a great conversation, you guys. That's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, elijahfire.com is how you donate keeps us five days a week afloat it's true and um yeah we're also doing the water wells effort a Mm -hmm. portion of every donation goes towards that and that's be Mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of amazing work overseas because of you guys's generosity so um god bless you guys and we will see you tomorrow um tune in tomorrow with ross johnson at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time and we'll see you then Bye. this has been elijah fire thanks for listening For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 